How's it going, everybody? You're listening to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm Mason Austin, your host for today, and we're going over some of the you know runners-up for our top five interior linemen list. It's kind of a film breakdown. Just to get started, I'm going to talk about what I'm looking for and what I'm going to basically be you know doing in a way. Um, I'm going to be talking about you know each individual of these guys and look at their you know their footwork their hand fighting, their pass blocking, their pull blocking, their run blocking, their strength, athleticism, their field view, which is kind of a, you know, how they see the line after they get past that first level of protection, their wow factor, and then, you know, they're big guys. So we're going to talk about size. Um, Each one of these guys, you know, narrowly missed my top five list for, you know, offensive linemen going into this senior class. Um, you know, looking at that, I'm going to go ahead and start talking about Taylor Nichols out of Douglas County High School. We're going to start with his size, which is very good. 6'1", 295. I think this guy, you know, he his size is probably one of my favorite things about him. But one of my favorite things about him that isn't his size is definitely his run blocking. He is a downhill blocker that is not afraid to get it done. He will, you know, go through the line, smack somebody make it to the next level which also shows that his you know his field view and his you know IQ of seeing where the field is which can't be really developed as much as it's just something some guys just have and he is a monster at it he'll get to that second level and he'll knock the next guy out he'll pull block super well you know his hand fighting is you know pretty well you know versed I guess is what I would say there he you know he he can handle some of these hand fighters on that run blocking level you know, I think that, you know, he definitely has it and is going to be able to get it done for whatever school he ends up at next year. But going into some areas of improvement for this guy, his athleticism and his footwork, which kind of go hand in hand in a way, are something that I feel he needs to kind of better himself to get. And that being said, you know, I think if he works on his footwork, that'll bring up his agility, which will bring up his athleticism, which will just plan out help him stomp some people into the ground and you know with with better footwork comes better pass protection his pass protection while it isn't bad at all don't get me wrong it is kind of i guess like a wow it's like a it's a here sometimes here not there you know not always there all the time you know that being said i think those are really the only things for me that i feel he needs to improve on you know, then going into a little bit of outlook for this guy, you know, seeing where he's going to college and stuff like that. And I do think he can play at that next level. I think, you know, NAIA D3 is kind of where he's at, you know, intangibly now. But I think he could probably go D2, maybe a low level D1 if he spent a year in a JUCO. That's kind of where I sit for this guy. I think that, you know, if he bets on himself, goes JUCO and kind of just handles what he needs to handle he'll be able to, you know, make it work. Definitely can't wait to see where this, uh, you know, guy does with his, you know, next steps and everything he is doing. So, you know, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and take a short break and then we'll get into this next guy on this list. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm going to go ahead and just jump right into it. We're going to talk about our next guy you know Trey Lawrence out of Eaton High School and we want to talk about size this guy 
got it. 6'3", 280. He is immaculate size, you know. I think that, you know, my favorite thing about him is probably his strength. You know, he throws around that size really well. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about, you know, how, you know, his field view and his athleticism. While they're average, he uses them in a very great way. You know, his uh, hand fighting is something that I like to watch because, you know, while his, you know, athleticism isn't there, he uses his hands to kind of counteract the opposing player's athleticism, if that makes sense. You know, but like I said, his strength, something that I would kill to have when I was, you know, his size, his strength, it's something that he just definitely knows how to use and he uses it the best, which is surprising in the pass blocking because his pass blocking is probably my highest rated thing I gave to him. You know, he got it done pass blocking. He, you know, steps back, throws guys around like it's nothing and just gets it done there. I'm going to go ahead and talk about some areas of improvement for this guy. You know, he's definitely one of our, you know, bigger guys. And it's kind of shown in his footwork. It's a little bit sloppy. He steps over himself during film. You know, while he still gets it done for him on his film and stuff, watching him in games and stuff like that, he kind of, you know, he kind of steps over himself a little bit. And his feet get crossed up a little bit, which, you know, it comes with, you know, time and work. And he can definitely put in that work to get there. His pole blocking is something that, I guess isn't there for me i you know he's definitely effective when he's just kicking out the d end but if he has to pull up and lead block at all he it's not it that's not what he's there you know over at eaton they use him correctly you know they you know have him hit out the d end they have you know a lead blocker run up the field with him so they use him correctly but the few times that he's turned up and tried to just make it work it's not there you know, so then, you know, his wow factor, which is tough for an offensive lineman to hit a wow factor for me. Um, it's something I have on the defensive side of the ball as well when I do the D-line guys. But, you know, unless you're getting pancake after pancake, you know, like uh, a couple of the other guys on our top five lists, the wow factor is something that's not there. You know, he uses his strength effectively, but, you know, with a few tweaks in his footwork and his pole blocking, he could put that wow factor through the roof. You know, but this guy going into straight into his outlook, I feel like he is definitely a D3 type of guy. Size wise, he's D1. So if he wanted to go to a, you know, a Juco, something like that, get his, you know, footwork right, get his speed right, the athleticism, you know, a little bit of agility right, he could definitely make a run and go into a low level, maybe even high level D1, depending on, you know, how he develops. But it'll definitely be fun to see. And I can't wait to do a film breakdown, you know, eventually on this guy, seeing where he is at as well. You know, coming up, I'm going to go ahead and talk about our next guy on this list. You know, um, like I said, all of these guys, you know, barely missed our top five list for the interior offensive linemen. You know, so each one of these guys, don't be, don't get it twisted. They're not a slouch. So when we come back. Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. You know, I'm going to go ahead and hop into this next guy, you know, Cuban Dixon out of Dakota Ridge High School. 
Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and start elaborating on, you know, his size. He's 6'1", 260. It's a little bit undersized for what he is. But I think, you know, he kind of makes up for that in his footwork and his pole blocking. You know, his footwork helped him kind of, you know, get there when he was not in position. It kind of helped him, you know, get over the face and fight over the face of that defenders, you know, all season over there at Dakota Ridge. I watched him personally play one-on-one -on -one against the Golden Defense, you know, and there are no slouches over there on defense. They got some good defensive linemen, and I watched him fight over the face of multiple, multiple blocks in the run-blocking game while pull-blocking to help, you know, Noah Triplett over there get down and make a, make a nice little run down the sideline or up the middle, whatever he needs to do. You know, that was great to see, you know. His athleticism is on par with probably some of the best in the state i think that he's a very athletic guy at 260 you know while his size isn't the best best thing for him he's got a lot going for him i think you know i really like seeing his hand fighting you know just kind of breaking through everybody's hands doing all the you know intangible things that you'd want an offensive lineman to get done for people you just can't not want to see it if that makes sense you know i think his field view is something that i really enjoy watching you know he gets to the second level he comes through the line and you know he makes a read and does what he has to do um you know that being said i think for him i would personally like to you know call out his strength and say that it is great i like the way his strength is i like the way he plays everything he does you know he's doing it to par if not above par which you know that's something that you can't say about a lot of different linemen throughout this state you know i watched a lot of linemen film personally and you know a lot of linemen in this state they're average they're you know they get what done what they have to get done but there's a reason why we're putting him you know he was probably right under number five if not number you know not number six number seven that's where this guy was so you know this guy is a great talent over there for this Dakota Ridge team, you know, helping them, you know, with their season going 11 and one, only losing to the eventual state champs, Chatfield High School in the playoffs, you know, and there was an explosive offense over there at Dakota Ridge. You know, they were throwing the ball all over, which is a, you know, a testament to this guy's pass blocking. Like I said, his pass blocking is better than a lot of guys in the state, you know, they're thrown all over. You know, they had a great season over there at Dakota Ridge, you know, putting up an average of, I think the lowest game I see here when I'm looking at it is 20, 29 points. That's the lowest, or 23, sorry, in the first game against First Coast from Florida. If that's the lowest amount of points you're going to put up all year, you know, obviously your offensive line is getting something done. You know, I'll give the credit to the big guys because no one else does. You know, great work over there this season for, you know, Cuban Dixon. That being said, I'm going to go ahead and talk about a couple things that I think this guy needs to work on to make his game just elevate to that next level. You know, looking at it, I think for me, if his strength, like I said, his strength is really good. If he could get it a little bit better, great. But, you know, if we could get that wow factor up, you know, that comes with those fundamental breaking down and just hitting. You know, if he could get that wow factor up for me, I think he would be, you know, above par for that. And his run blocking, while it is good when he's pull blocking, if he's just one-on-one -on -one run blocking, that's where I saw him break down the most throughout his film. You know, looking at that, it is a little bit nitpicky, but that is what I think this guy needs to do 
to move on to that next level, which, you know, looking up for his outlook, he does already have a commitment, you know, over there at Dakota State University, which is an NAIA. And I, you know, I, you know, I've seen a lot about these guys. Um, they play some tough, you know, down to like hit somebody football. And I'm not going to lie. I think this guy fits perfectly. Cuban Dixon is the guy to get this done for this offense over here. And I think he's going to be a great asset. That being said, I think he will get redshirted. You know, and there's nothing against him on that. But redshirt-wise, I think that he is, you know, better off redshirting, getting all his intangibles and keeping that year of eligibility. But I think he's a year two, you know, if not a starter, a very, you know, bring him in when they need something done type of guy. You know, so best of luck to him over there coming out of Dakota Ridge, you know. Um, and when we come back, I'll talk about this next guy on this list. All right, welcome back. Let's go ahead and talk about this next guy coming out of Bear Creek High School at 6'1", 260 pounds, Isaac Torres. You know, this guy's a footwork monster. That's what I'm going to call him because his footwork is immaculate. I think that's one of my favorite things to watch about him. You know, his feet never cross, or if they do cross, it's on purpose. You know, he's doing the one first step off a pole block, something of that nature. You know, his pole, like that, like I said, that first step off the pole block, his pole blocking, immaculate as well. You know, this guy, he's a little bit undersized, but he knows how to smack somebody, which makes his wow factor kind of, you know, a little bit higher up there for me. You know, I gave him a four, which is definitely not, you know, great out of 10, but it is, it's a lot higher than some of the guys on this list, you know. You know he is definitely a dog over there at that Bear Creek, you know, O-line. He's going to be missed because he's a senior. You know, his size might be a little undersized, but between his footwork, his hand, you know, his hand fighting, breaking all those hands, you know, down and getting his hands on a defensive player to just blow him out of the water with his, you know, pretty decent strength, you know, run blocking, pass protection, everything for this guy is pretty solid. He's a solid offensive lineman that on this next level is going to be lucky for anybody to get because if he puts on weight, you might have a guy that could potentially move up to you know d1 or whatever you know he decides going forward you know that being said i think this guy my favorite thing to see you know i've seen a lot of film on him was watching him when he pull blocks and just blows a defensive end out of the water i watched him you know against chatfield your you know state champions i watched him pull block against them in his film and, you know, he just blew their defensive end out of the water, went to the second level, which is another testament to his field view being very, very good. You know, he went to that second level, hit the next guy, and he ended up pancaking the next guy too. Like I said, wow factor for this kid is a lot higher than some of the other guys I've talked about today. He is definitely, definitely someone to be watching for, if not you know, looking for coming into, you know, college and whatever else, you know, he decides to do with this football career. That being said, I'm going to talk about some areas of improvement for this guy. So looking at some areas of improvement, you know, this guy over here, I think that his 
biggest area improvement for me is his pass protection. I think that, you know, he's an average pass protector at best, and he needs to be able to step back, put his hands on somebody, and let them come to him. He kind of reaches a little bit. His size is something that he needs to work on. You know, being only 260 pounds and 6'1", 6'1", not a bad height, it's 260 pounds, that's not that high up on the level of, excuse me, where he should be. Um, I guess, you know, if he got a little bit bigger and let people come to him, he could probably overpower him even better because he already has great strength for his size. So if his, you know, if he gained a little weight and his strength got a little better, man, this dude's going to be a force to be reckoned with. You know, moving to the second level, he sees the field very well, but I think sometimes he falls flat on execution you know he ends up taking the second guy that he sees instead of the first guy because he doesn't execute the proper angle stuff like that so looking at angles and changing different spots for him would be where i would say he would probably best off to work downfield on field view looking into you know outlook for this guy he has also committed, like Cuban Dixon, to Dakota State football, which is a NAIA program. And, you know, I think it's also a great fit for him. You know, they like their, you know, linemen over there. They're big guys. And I think that just like Cuban, he's going to redshirt. Um, they're going to get, you know, his size up there. They're going to help him, you know, get a little bit bigger, you know. And I think personally, he's probably right now a d2 player so playing it in naia gives him a chance to kind of work on the things that he needs to work on start for probably a year and maybe transfer to a d2 d1 depending it depending on what he wants to do you know if he wants to play football and he you know loves it over there at you know dakota go ahead and get it you know do what you got to do and you know bet on yourself and you can actually get this done because he is he is someone to, to you know watch for coming up you know in the you know in the future i would love to you know be able to see what he does and where he's going to be going so you know with that being said congratulations on college and you know coming up next will be our final uh guy i'm going to talk about for this episode Alrighty, so go ahead and hop into this next guy. We're talking about a guy out of Mountain Vista High School, Cooper Comeford. You know, he doesn't really have a size listed, but you know, he definitely shows it on his film that he's a big dude. I gave his size about a six. You know, I think he's probably around 260. But you know, going into it, I think his run blocking is immaculate. I love watching him go up the middle. You know, he, you know, he makes the right move. He gets where he needs to go. He hits who he needs to hit when he needs to hit them. That being said, I think his pull blocking is something to be, you know, sought after on that next level of football because he makes the right read. You know, if the defensive end steps out and up, he hits him. If he, you know, if he cuts in and gets, you know, washed into the actual you know, linemen him set themselves, you know, he'll cut up and he'll make that block at the next level and be a lead blocker, which is something that I think is a testament to his athleticism. I don't think, you know, a lot of the other guys that I've talked about today have the, you know, athletic ability right now to move to that next level and hit that guy like he hits them, 
which, you know, that's something to be said because this guy gets there and he does it well. You know, I think, you know, being, you know, not having a size for him exactly, but being the size he is, he does need to gain a little weight and that'll kind of help him, you know, be able to make that wow factor hit, which he doesn't really do, but he makes his blocks and he is a fundamentally strong offensive lineman. And that is being said, you know, like, I guess for a smaller guy, being fundamentally strong is something that you have to do. You cannot not be fundamentally strong. And this guy is fundamental, 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 you know. And that's something that I like to see. Going into some areas of improvement, though, for this guy, his footwork is something I think he needs to work on because he crosses his feet too much, and I think that slows him down just a hair, which is, like I said, his athleticism is really good already. If he could, you know, not fall step, not step over himself, he could, you know, get that athleticism up to another level where it could probably help him in the pass protection game because I've seen him break down in a lot of pass protections. There's a few plays on his film that he low-key could have got called for, a, you know, like a holding penalty or something along those nature because he's grabbing a little bit outside to try and make up for him not having the footwork to stay with these pass rushers you know his hand fighting needs some work his hands kind of stay inside a lot they're not a lot of you know shiftiness not a lot of trying to fight it he just tries to overpower and get his hands on somebody right away which isn't a bad plan but you know some of these pass rushers out there you know they're not afraid to smack your hands away and you got to be able to take it and you know kind of run with it so you know, that being said, I think this guy is definitely a very, you know, good, you know, player. I think that if I was him I, in the offseason, personally, I would focus on, you know, my footwork and my hand fighting. And I think everything else kind of falls into place after that. With that being said, though, I do think, you know, looking at everything, I think he's a D2 style player. You know, I can't find him on Twitter or anything like that with any commitments anything of that nature we see him on twitter you know but all he has like two retweets total you know so get your twitter game going man um but i think he's a d2 style player size wise you know athleticism and everything you know maybe go to an naia or a juco and kind of you know get that next level stuff going um it does look like he's a baseball player if he decides baseball is the path for him you know best of luck no matter what he decides to do but i think you know if he went to a juco he could probably get his size up work on his footwork you know maybe one or two years in a juco move to a d2 maybe a low level d1 program and you know do his thing over there and just you know enjoy playing football so you know with that being said um this is my last guy i'm going to be talking about for uh as cody put it in his last episode the best of the rest for the top five guys, these guys are the ones I narrowly missed my list, as I said in the beginning. Um, congratulations, you know, to these guys on, you know, a great football career and doing everything that they've done over there at their schools, you know. Again, I'm going to go back down the list. We had Taylor Nichols out of Douglas County High School. Trey Lawrence out of Eaton High School. Cuban Dixon out of Dakota Ridge. Isaac Torres out of Bear Creek. Cooper Comfort out of Mountain Vista is my last guy to be talked about. You know, all of these guys 
definitely not slouches there's a reason why they were just underneath our top five list i spoke about the reasons you know and everything like that with all that being said that will end this episode of the playmakers corner podcast you can find us at playmaker corner on twitter at playmakers corner on facebook instagram uh twitch if you haven't seen that we are now live streaming go ahead and give us a follow there so you can see our live stream about you know girls flag football coming up on tuesdays we will also be doing you know live breakdown reactions of people's films on there as well and if you haven't heard you know, like your name on this list don't you know get discouraged or anything like that these were the best of the rest you can go ahead and send us you know a request to do a request episode like this maybe break you down on a you know a live stream one day um at you know go to any of our social medias go to our link tree there is a google form fill it out with the best of your you know capability send us over some film and you know let us get you um you know broken down and help you find out you know what you should be working on in the off season um i've been your host mason austin you are listening to the playmakers corner podcast peace